0: Welcome back to the coffee hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm
1: Sarah Golseth.
0: It is Friday before Sunday of Advent 4, fourth Sunday in Advent. Mm -hmm. Uh, And
1: Friday before Christmas. Friday before Christmas. But we're not there yet. Shh. We still have. We still have one more Sunday in Advent. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and so to help us uh, take a look at that that last Sunday in Advent, uh, Advent 4, Pastor Jonathan Baker of Zion Lutheran Church in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Pastor Baker, thanks for being our guest on the Coffee Hour.
2: You're very welcome. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: So are you excited about Advent 4? We get an Advent 4 this year, and it's its not on Christmas. That was a couple of <laughs> years ago that it was on Christmas Eve. That was so confusing. Uh, are you excited about Advent 4, Pastor?
2: I am looking forward to it. Yeah, the the Advent season is a, a grind. It's not a grind like Lent. It's obviously not as long, but it it, it is a grind. That there's so much more, uh, more work. That you know, pastors, we we enjoy our work. We wouldn't do this if we didn't love it. And we're certainly called by God to do this. But it's it's just a lot. It's a busy time. People's stress is up uh, because of the end of the year and and the rest of the all of that all of what that means and. And it includes in the in the world that that our that our people live in. And you can't separate those things from your day to day life. Um, you know, children are, are running off the rails. You know, we have a preschool here at our church and uh, it's been it's been crazy fun. But I'm ready for. I'm ready for for Christmas. I'm ready for Christmas Eve. I'm ready for Silent Night. <laughs> As it goes, um, but we, yeah, the, which one? First, the, the, before we get the, there. The, the hymn, yes, oh, definitely the hymn. hymn. The hymn
1: or the actual quiet, <laughs> and,
2: and a little bit of silence after. There will be some. There will there will be peace on earth. Uh, Thank <laughs> thanks be to God. Uh, after all the excitement of of the church, I mean, it, our you know our rank and file uh, lay people certainly uh, probably experience the the pressures of. Uh, of all the additional um, services and all that stuff, but it, not in the same way as, as church workers do, uh, and you know that that's a that's a good thing too. But for all of us, there there's peace and joy. I always say that Christmas morning is the is the the big part of the joy for me because all the work is done. You know, now we just get to have a nice service. But Christmas Eve is very joyful too. Um, and before we get there, we have the fourth Sunday of Advent, Rarate Celi. Um, yeah, yeah, we have uh, the, the, these great. Uh, great propers that bridge us from Advent into into Christmas, the celebration of our birth, or not our birth, of our Lord's birth. Um, yeah.
1: So let's talk about. Uh, let's actually dig into the themes first. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, the themes that we'll hear in in either the one or the three-year lectionary, or both, if if you if you want to talk about both. But some of the some of the well, things that we'll hear yeah. about this Sunday.
2: Uh there's a there's a lot of different things. In the in the one year lectionary, it's funny, last Sunday was called Neogadete, rejoice. And you have this this epistle, rejoice in the Lord always. Again I will say rejoice here on this fourth Sunday uh of Advent in the in the historic lectionary. And uh it just reminds us that rejoicing doesn't have to be tied in with uh with, with just the one Sunday we're supposed to do that. We rejoice always in the Lord because of his Gifts to us that He has forgiven our sins, that He has sent His Son, in in our flesh to to redeem us. The. The title of the fourth Sunday Advent Rarate Cele comes from Shower O Heavens from Above. That's the antiphon in the historic in the historic lectionary. Comes from Isaiah chapter 45. The whole thing reads, Shower O heavens from above, and let the clouds rain down righteousness. Let the earth open that salvation and righteousness may bear fruit. Let the earth cause them both to sprout. That is a very organic antiphon. Now this is talking about uh, about rain falling from above, uh, the seed coming into the earth, and you know who is the the seed? But our Lord, our Lord Jesus Christ, He's the seed of woman, the promised uh, Savior uh, from from old, who is now about to about to spring forth, to sprout, uh, to sprout, and to save us. That 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 theme runs throughout our Savior's life too. We can't think about our Savior being born in the manger. Uh, without remembering that he came to bear the burden of our sins and to die and be buried. And just as he was buried into the earth like a seed is buried into the ground, he will sprout forth on, on, on Easter in his, in his glorious resurrection to show us that uh, his payment for our sins is complete and that, and that we, have, we have salvation, forgiveness, and we look forward to the eternal joys of life forever. Tell us about yeah, the. the uh, go
0: ahead. Uh, tell us about the the uh, the text from which these themes come for Rorate Celi.
2: Yeah, the, the, the texts for the historic readings you have a you have a few different things there. Uh, Deuteronomy uh, is the Old Testament lesson. Deuteronomy eighteen, and it, and it talks about the the prophet like Moses who would be sent. By God and Jesus is our prophet, our priest, and our king. The the New Testament uh, lesson or the gospel lesson, I should say, from John chapter one. There's an, uh, an alternate reading in Luke one as well, the Magnificat that a, that a pastor could choose. But the, the the traditional reading is John John one verses nineteen through twenty-eight, and and that's John the Baptist uh, testifying that he is not the Christ, uh, he's not Elijah, uh, he's not the prophet that that Moses spoke of, he is the forerunner of the prophet. He is the voice of the one crying out of the wilderness, make straight the way of the Lord, as Isaiah had said and he baptizes with water, but among those who were uh, among those who were hearing John in the wilderness there stands one that they did not yet know. Uh, one who comes after John, the strap of whose sandal he is not worthy to untie. Uh, of course he's talking about Jesus who is his you know first cousin once removed uh from uh, uh from from his his mother's cousin mary um, he's he's talking about the coming of christ uh, and and that's 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 who is who is raining down or showering down from above uh as the as the theme theme says for the one year so we're we're, it's all about the coming of christ you know the the two themes that you that you really hear in advent and you i suppose you could say there are three you know we talk about the the birth of christ the birth of our savior but we also talk about how we are looking for his return and those those themes tend to occupy more the, the first few Sundays of Advent before it turns really toward the celebration of Jesus' birth. And then we always remember that our Lord continues to come to us until he does finally return uh, in, in his word and in his sacraments, in, in his body and blood, in the waters of our holy baptism, as we continue to live as his beloved children.
1: So, we get one more of these stir-up colics. I think these are probably my favorite colics. Um, well, maybe. I don't know. They're The cowboy so colics. They're so good. <laughs> stir-up colics. <laughs> uh,
2: you better wear your boots in Advent. That's right.
1: <laughs> we get one more of these. Um, tell us about this colic and how this kind of fits in with all of the rest of the, the themes that we'll hear about on Sunday.
2: Yeah, and, and it's a, it's a nice uh, jump on off point, because the, the colic for the historic lectionary is the same colic that we have in the three-year lectionary. It reads, stir up your power, O Lord, and come and help us by your might, that the sins which weigh us down may be quickly lifted by your grace and mercy. For you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The 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 gifts of, of, of these colleagues, these these prayers that we've been praying for uh decades in, in our lives and that the church has been praying for much longer than that, is they always put the focus on what our Lord gives to us and in this case also what he what he takes from us. So he his power, by his power, he comes and helps us. Uh that the sins that weigh us down may be quickly lifted by his grace and mercy. And who, who on earth can't relate to that at any stage of their life? That the sins that weigh us down. Um, as, as a pastor of church with a preschool, I, I have the joy of of leading chapel uh, several times a week for a bunch of three and four year old. Three- and four-year-old children, and you might think, "Well, they, you know, what sins could possibly weigh down a three- and a four-year-old child?" Well, I ask them about that. And sometimes they say, "You know, did you, I ask them if they did something bad before?" And you know, I try to understand what sin is, and you know, they'll say things like, "Oh, I, you know, I jumped on the couch, or I jumped on my bed, or I broke something." Um, but you know, to us, those are simple things, little things. We laugh them off, but the, they realize that they've hurt their parents, and that the that's wrong. And then they slowly put the pieces together. And as, as we grow older and as we live longer and we, you know, we, we carry with us the, the, the weight and the burden of our past, uh, we, we recognize our need for that burden to be lifted, our need for that burden to be taken away from us. We know that we're helpless to do it. Uh, we sometimes like to think that we're strong or that we can improve ourselves and make ourselves better and, and get away from it, but we fail we always fail. And so we need the help that only God gives us by his grace and by his mercy. It's like, like Jesus says in Matthew 11, you know, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He takes that burden away from us, the burden of our sinfulness, the burden of our sinful nature. And he lifts it and puts it on his, old shoulder, on his own shoulders, so that we receive the, the yoke of his, of his righteousness, which is, light. That's why he says, my burden is easy, or my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. That's the the burden of his sinlessness, the burden of his righteousness, which is no burden for us at all. Our burden becomes joy, Uh, and that's the the pleasure of being God's children.
1: So we have just about what a minute and a half left, <laughs> but I want to okay. touch on. We can
2: cover it
0: all.
1: Yeah, it'll be fine. Um, okay. But I want to touch on the hymn of the day because it's it's one that uh, a lot of churches have probably been singing for. Well, not probably, maybe have been singing for uh, several weeks already. Um, and it connects into these great O antiphons, the the um, Lutheran Service Book three three fifty seven, O come, O come, Emmanuel. Um, how does this hymn uh, tie into the theme of the day?
2: Well, you you could have multiple radio shows probably on almost every verse of this hymn. It, it, it's so deep. But just the refrain. Think of the refrain. Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel shall come to thee, O Israel. That word, Emmanuel, God with us. That's the prophecy from Isaiah 7. That's the Old Testament reading for the three year. It's repeated in Matthew 1, the gospel lesson for the three year. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son. They shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. God is on our side. God is in our flesh, and He's in our flesh forever. He elevates fallen man by becoming one of us to rescue us. He doesn't become one of us in uh, in, in engaging in in our, our weaknesses and our sinfulness and our fallenness, but He takes all of that upon Himself and rescues us through His death on the cross. And so. What else can we can we say but rejoice, rejoice, because Emmanuel shall come to the O Israel, and he's not just talking about one one nation on earth. He's talking about his people, his people who are his, called by faith, called by baptism, um, given to be his children, and given everlasting life. Um, the, the the antiphons that you, you know you can read if you have a hymnal at home, or, or you know borrow one from your church, or buy one even better. Um, Study study these things. You know, day by day, uh, you can you can see how how our Lord Jesus Christ is the fulfillment of all of God's promises to save us. And this is why Christmas and Christmas Eve are some of the some of the most important days of the year. And even why Advent helps prepare us for that. And this is such a great hymn to do so.
0: Looking ahead to the fourth Sunday of Advent with Pastor Jonathan Baker, pastor of Zion Lutheran Church in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Thank you so much, Pastor Baker, for being our guest and helping us look forward to Advent 4.
2: You are very welcome and a blessed Advent and Merry Christmas to all of you. To you as well. Mm
0: -hmm. You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates.
1: I'm Sarah Golseth.